Hey, welcome to the Recappers Podcast. I'm Todd. And I'm Nat. So Todd, last time we left off, we were at the Game 2s of each of these conference semifinals matchups. It's been a fantastic couple of days of basketball, and we're nearing the end of almost all of these series now. So I'm excited to talk about it and recap what's kind of gone on in the last couple of games. Are you ready, man? Let's do it. So first game that we have, or first series, that we're going to be talking about is the Bucks versus Nets. So last time we left off, the Nets were up 2-0, and they just spanked the the Bucks like by 40 points, I think. I said this to you. I thought it might have been a little bit of an overreaction, and the Bucks were going to have a clean slate and be ready to play Game Three. What did you think about Game Three, and you know the state of the series now? Oh my gosh! Well, yeah, I was definitely on that overreaction, uh, overreaction bandwagon. I think uh, I guess they're starting with Game Three. I think. If I remember correctly, that's the game that uh, Durant almost even got that shot in in the end. Mm-hmm. I mean, even that game, if I were still feeling the same way after game two, it kind of went along along those lines. But since then, I mean, I think like since that win, the Bucks have really turned around. I think they kind of blew it in, uh, in game five. They thought they had, a, they had a shot to win that game. Uh, but even despite losing that, uh, winning tonight, and now they're going, forcing a game seven, I definitely think they have a lot of momentum going into that game, uh, going into that uh, game seven. I think like the one thing that I thought about, and this is why I felt uneasy about the Nets even moving on to the finals, is uh, health. I mean, you just can't. I mean, injuries happen, but I just felt like they were not all going to stay healthy at the same time. And Kyrie going down, and then Harden being having hamstring issues, I thought was like one thing that was going to make me nervous about the Nets moving on. Uh, and I think it's definitely coming into effect now. But yeah, kind of like the one takeaway I'd have just in the whole series is, oh my gosh, like Durant is so good. I know we've talked about this, but I mean, he's really just like carrying this team. Um, but what, what are your thoughts so far on the series? Yeah, I mean, game three, as you said, KD always made that shot at the end. It was a weird game, man. It was such a low scoring game, which is uncommon for the Nets and the Bucks. I mean, we always think about the Bucks as a good defensive team, but they do give up a lot of points because they're very fast-paced. Yeah. And so it was kind of confusing to me that the final score of the game was 86-83. Obviously, Giannis and Middleton were just absolutely killing it. As you said, though, well, you didn't mention this really, but this is like, I guess, the hesitancy with the Nets this whole season. It's like they're so inconsistent. Yeah. And, I mean, you mentioned health as well, but, like, take that aside – and you should still, on paper, with Kyrie and KD, be able to beat any team in the league. But for some reason, they just look so bad sometimes. Like They have such a unique team, like such a talented, unique team. But you don't ever know what Nets team is really going to fully show up, right? And then obviously, throw in the injuries. Like They just they don't have all three stars ever, man. I mean, game, game six came around, or game uh, four came around, and Kyrie gets hurt, and then... Game, uh, game six comes around, or game five comes around after that, and James Harden comes back, but he's really not even playing. And that's the game that you said got away. Well, game four went a little bit how, you know, I thought it might after the Bucks got momentum to win game three. I thought, okay, well, game four is going to be a toss-up. The Bucks are at home. They're going to have a chance to continue to hold um, their home court, and they did that. But game five was, as you said, the game that got away. Like, if you if you look back at that, like, Kyrie didn't play that game, and then James Harden had five points. He didn't look good. I mean, first game back, I guess you're, it's, it's to be somewhat expected. But he shot 0 for 8 from 3, 1 for 10 from the field, five points. Like, KD yeah. literally carried 
He did. That team by himself to a win. Like, he literally willed his team yeah, to one, a win. One point shy of a 50-piece. It's absolutely insane. And that's that's against the Bucks. Like I said, the Bucks have really good defensive players. They were throwing anything at him. And I don't get. I still don't get why Giannis wasn't guarding him. I don't know. I mean, I've always said this. I don't think Giannis is the best defensive, like, on-the-ball defensive player. Uh, I think he gets a little bit, like, exposed sometimes, but he is a very good help defender, which is why they prefer him on the help side because he's just so long and active. Man, P.J. Tucker's a good defender, but... but I kind of feel like if you're going to be that type of player where you're going to be defensive player of the year, like, you have to be guarding their best player. It kind of def- is, like, it's kind of kind of productive if you're not, you know, being put in those positions. Like, it's much easy to uh, guard Jeff Green if you're being... If you're defensive player of the year and you're guarding Jeff Green, like, he's not going to have, like, a... Uh, the same offensive production. Of course. Regarding I, Joe Harris. I completely agree. Like, Joe Harris is a spot-up shooter mainly. You need to be, if you're honest, you need to take that challenge and find a way to lock down KD, or at least slow down KD. Like, he literally single-handedly beat you in a game five that was on the road, easily winnable. You lose that game. You have to go back to a game six, which was tonight, actually. I was surprised. I honestly thought the Nets were going to win this game. And like I said, it's still a thing of, you don't know when Nets team is showing up because at one point they cut it down to five in the fourth quarter. After they got down big in the third, they cut it down to five in the fourth. They ended up losing by 15. Like they cut it down to five and then just got smoked after that. Like I just yeah. don't understand like what Nets team is showing up, right? Well, and like to add to that point, you know, you have Jeff Green have an amazing game in Game Five. I think he scored like near like 27 points, and then tonight he goes two for nine, scores five points, and you know the Nets lose by 15. And I don't know what it is, but ever since James Harden's come back from injury, he does not look good. No, he doesn't. Just and hamstrings. It. I mean, yeah, soft tissues are always scary, but that's a worry too. But like on paper, James Harden and KD still probably the best team, best two like players in the remaining in the playoffs. Like if you look at all the all the teams in the playoffs remaining, who would you have over KD and Harden? I don't think I. I don't think I'd take anyone. Well, yeah, the, I looked at the stats for like both. Uh... Both the last two games, Sir Harden. So the last two games, Harden's played a total of 86 minutes. And think about this in, your, in his Houston days, like these stats. But he played 86 minutes, and if you combine the stats, he shot he shot six for 19 and had a total of 21 points. He had 21 points in 86 minutes. Now what, what if you think about James Harden from like Houston, like that that would be you that'd be insane to think about. It's really weird because this game was, like I said, I don't know what Nets team's going to show up. Like, they just lost with Drew Holiday shooting 8 for 21 and 1 for 10 from 3. Yeah. And twenty, him having 21 points, I don't know how he got to 21 points because he was not playing well at all. And those three dudes, Giannis, Middleton, and Holiday, literally carried the Bucks. Like, Middleton obviously just went off. He just has completely turned it around from the first couple games in the series. And Giannis, of course, is going to get his. It's been a weird series because I don't know what Nets team is going to show up. Like the team that wins by 40 or the team that somehow like can't even score 90 points against this Bucks team. I just don't I just don't get it. Like this is now what the second time they didn't score 90. Yeah. You should be able to score 90 points in the playoffs, especially when you're playing the fast-paced Bucks offense. They're good defensively, of course, but they do give up points because they're just too they're just too fast-paced, man. Who do you, who are you taking? Game 7, Nets Bucks. After everything you've seen in this series, I don't think Kyrie plays in Game Seven. Yeah, I still have to go. Uh, my original prediction of the Bucks, like I think, I just hope it's a great game. Sometimes, you know, Game Sevens tend to be like all hype, and then 
that just you know it just becomes like a boring game. Yeah. So that's the one thing I'm hoping for. I thought game five was incredible. If they duplicate game five for game seven, I'd be happy as a as a NBA fan. But I'd probably go towards the Bucks just because I don't know which Nets team shows up, and I don't know with them being so hobbled and uh, Durant having to carry this team. Like I don't know. Like you said, like Drew Holiday shot terrible, and they still won by 15. Yeah. So we'll see. I, think, I mean, I think they could have won Game Five, should have won Game Five, but yeah. we'll see. Who are you picking? I'm going with the Nets, man. Home court. Uh, that's the main reason, right there. Home court. In these games, I pick the two best players on each team, and I, I think Harden rebounds himself. Not like rebounds, like rebounds himself. I just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Picks back up to yeah, another game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he. I think he shoots better. He took nine shots this game, which is just weird to me. If if you're gonna win, if you traded for me, beginning of the season, and it, and you wanted me this bad, like you cannot be shooting nine shots with just Kevin Durant with like Kyrie gone, right? Like he's gonna play well, in my opinion. I think KD is just absolutely unbelievable. People forgot how good he is. He's going to light up the Bucks, and I think they win. And I think they do win pretty handily. I don't think it's gonna be that close. Giannis always does choke in these situations, in my opinion, also. Yeah, I would say, uh, you know, we talk about, you know, players' legacies. And, you know, this is like a huge game for Giannis's legacy. And you're talking like two-time, two-time MVP, Defensive Player of the Year. I mean, this is like the best moment he would probably, he's had to his career to do something. To like prove yeah, like... Coming, down, coming back from 0-2 against a stacked team. Yeah, I mean, this would be it. Like Game 7 to carry the team to the Conference Finals, plus like... When we talk about the next series, like if they were to win, I think they'd have like a. I, I think the team they're playing now is better than the team they'll play next series. Yeah, this is the Eastern Conference Finals right yeah. here. Whoever wins this one's winning the East. That's how I feel. And also, well, I mean, you say that, but this is also a big game for James Harden's legacy. Like, if James Harden wants to make a statement, this might this is James Harden's best chance on a ring. I mean, yeah. they're going to be together for the next two years or so, but. I think this is going to be a statement for either Giannis or James Harden, and I think I think James Harden will win this. Yeah. Okay, we're going to move on. We we mentioned this next series, this other Eastern Conference series is the 76ers versus Hawks. This series has really surprised me about how I thought I thought it would go a different direction. So I'm curious to hear what you have to say about this series, Todd. What do you think? Yeah. Uh, surprised to say the least, um, especially after. Uh, after this last game, um, after game five, uh, I was, I mean, to blow that lead, I feel like like all the momentum is in the Hawks' hands right now going back to uh, going back to Atlanta. I, uh, I think they're playing pretty well. I mean, we, we you know, we kind of talked about game one, if it was a, a fluke or not. And, you know, it's, they're, the Hawks are really showing that they're, it's not. And, I mean, they're, they're, they're a great team. We'll see how they go. Kind of, I mean, I guess like my prediction is that they would they would wrap the series up in, in six games. But I think this is kind of showing that, like the the type of player like Ben Simmons is. For like from my perspective, like the one takeaway I'm having is like, is Ben Simmons like is he's just like not carrying this team. The hack of Ben's strategy's been working, man. Yeah. Well, I, I need I don't know if, like a stat for his whole like series for free throws, but even just like points alone, like he just seems like he's not. I mean, like this last game that they uh, that they blew that lead, he w- he went two for four. What what all star point guard do you know is going two for four? Like is Donovan Mitchell going two for four in a game? Like yeah. is like uh, like Luca's not doing that. Who else is like a uh, Darren Fox? Like I'm trying to think of like players who are 
Not even like, in the playoffs? Yeah, like, players who would, like, to go two for four, like, in a game. I mean, it's just crazy. But, I don't know. I, I think I think Atlanta is, like, a kind of exposed in the team that uh, the Sixers are. But what are your thoughts? So, I've never been a fan of the Hacka-Ben or Hacka-Shack strategy, I guess. But it's working. I think, I'll say this much. I still think this has been kind of a fluky series. Like, take away that incredible comeback from the Hawks, and they're dead in the water, right? Yeah. Uh, then you go to game five. You lose game that game five, and then you go back to the Hawks for game six. I think they would lose that game easily. And I still yeah. actually do think they lose game six. I think you just look at these wins that the Bucks. no, I'm sorry, the Sixers have, and then you look at the wins that the Hawks have. The Hawks have won all their all their games in close games. They won yeah. three by three twice, and then they won another close game. And the Sixers, on the other hand, just blow out the Hawks every time they win. And I just think that's indicative of how much better the Sixers actually are, and how much like they're paying playing down to the competition, right? The hack of Ben strategy has been genius. Nate McMillan should be awarded for this because this usually doesn't even work. It's just usually like a way to like get you back in the game, possibly. But it it has actually worked. And I'm if I'm the Sixers, I make the adjustments to get Ben Simmons out of the game whenever this situation can be can happen. Because like you said, he shot two for four. It's not like he's impacting the game in such a way that needs to that he needs to be out there. Am I right? Yeah. Like you can easily play Tyrese Maxey in those minutes instead and get way more production without having to sacrifice the free throw shooting and having them have the ability to hack a Ben. And I think that I think Doc Rivers is smart enough to realize that. And I, I do expect Ben Simmons to play a lot less when the Hawks get into foul trouble early. I think he will bench Ben Simmons and put Tyrese Maxey in or Shake Milton in and make that make that adjustment because I just don't think that... If you're a coach in the league and they get into foul trouble three minutes into the quarter and they're just going to hack Ben every single time, like, yeah. you need to take Ben out. Am I right? But he continues yeah. to leave him in. Like... Whether that's, you mean, I mean, at the end of the day, if you just make one out of two, that's equivalent to you scoring, like, every time down the court. Not oh, every other, like, every other time down the court, which would be, like, essentially them just shooting regular shots. So you hit one or two every time. But Ben doesn't even do that. He was shooting 36% last time I checked going into this game. I don't know, I don't know what it's going to take for Doc Rivers to realize, hey, maybe I need to take him out and put in another point guard. Yeah. Because if, and I, I think it took him five games to realize that, and he's going to do that now. So I think the Sixers will win this game. That that comeback was just weird. Seth Curry and and Joel Embiid were the only players to score in the second half of that game. That's the first time in history that two players scored in the second half only, which is an incredible, crazy stat. And I don't know if Doc Rivers was like, "Hey, let's make history here," and then just like <laughs> got didn't get concerned with winning the game. But I just think Joel Embiid is too good. I think they win Game Six. I don't think the Hawks can make an incredible comeback like that. That takes a lot out of you. It does. Like, to make a comeback like that. And the Sixers are kicking themselves. But they're the better team by a lot, like, talent-wise. They've blown them out every time they win. It's not close. Joel Embiid is just absolutely so much, like, better than Clint Capella down low. Like, he just... Dude, Joel Embiid has the best, like, pump fake I've ever seen in my life. Like, yeah. other than Michael Jordan. This dude, like, looks like he's shooting the ball. And he just dribbles by. And how many times does he go up and try to dunk it and gets fouled and misses the dunk? Like... Joel Embiid, make your dunk. You would have won last game. And make your free throws, bro. If he hits one of those free throws at the end, then they would have a better chance. But I don't know if you saw that. Like, yeah. I don't know. I also don't know why you didn't go for a three. You have no timeouts. 
and there's like 19 seconds left, I believe. Honestly, you just go for three and hope to hit it because you get fouled. Things like that happen. You miss both free throws. Like things like that happen. You know, it's just it's been a little bit fluky. I, I'm not saying that the yeah, Hawks aren't that. incredible because they've made an incredible run, and I think they're a good team. But I do think they're the fourth best team in this in the Eastern Conference, which is where they belong. They're just playing lights out right now and getting a little bit lucky with the Sixers just choking. But sometimes in the playoffs, it's like really all you need is just it like is. a little bit of luck to go your way. I mean, that's the thing. I agree with you on the like the convincing wins of the Sixers, but mm-hmm. I mean, if the Hawks win four games that are just you know by three points, then they still move on. That's the, that's what's crazy is yeah. that because of, I, I I just feel like because of the comeback, they're just gonna like carry the momentum into uh, into Game Six. So you think Hawks in six? If they don't, they you know they're not going to win Game Seven. Yeah, I agree. I think they win. I think the Sixers win Game Six. I think the Hawks know home. that. Yeah, for sure, they're going to come out hot. Yeah, but the Sixers know that too. I think the Sixers win in seven, which is not how I thought the series would go. But I still do believe that the Hawk, the like the Hawks are way below talent wise the Sixers. Yeah, but sometimes I agree. you know the Hawks are definitely less, playing up. Yeah, the less talented team sometimes wins. And you know this is basketball. This is why you play the game. I do think the Hawks lose Game Six, which means I think they lose Game Seven because I can't see them stealing three on the road against the best home team historically, like the last like four years. Yeah. And also, I will say this too: I do kind of wish and hope that Trey Young will win because it just helps like me just solidify that Trey Young's over Luka Doncic. You know, I mean, who is Luka Doncic leading his team over over good teams? I don't. I don't. He's think also not so. playing the Eastern Conference. Hey, I'm just saying. I mean, it's not a. It's it's a. It's not a true point because I do believe that Luca is better, but it's I think a, it's, it's just a funny thing. To it's say. just a funny yeah. thing to be able to say, "Hey, like I'm Trey Young. I've won way that's more series." Only, than yeah, Luka. that's not even the only one. We'll get to that in another series. But also, uh, who was drafted number one? But DeAndre Aiden. That'd be two players that would go on who were drafted in the same class. Exactly. Hey, you know I care about winning. That's why. That's why you play basketball. Am I right? Two takeaways though I have of this game is. First, uh, another game where Curry just makes me sad that he's not on the Mavs anymore. Uh, second thing is, we'll talk about this in a, like, kind of a future episode for like the offseason, but if the Sixers were to lose and not get to the finals, I would be open to trading Ben Simmons. Oh, we, this We can talk about that in another I think episode. even if they win this series, because I don't think they're going to win the next series, Ben Simmons is going to get blown up. Like He's going to be traded. I, I, don't know I, how much val- I don't know how much value he has right now. He did not have a great year. Defensively, he's fantastic. But we'll talk more about this. Yeah, remember, about I remember it. those rumors that uh, because Daryl Morey's there, they talked about trading, like packaging Ben Simmons for Harden. Yeah, like that would have been incredible if that was the case. If they could have done that yeah. to, to see what they're doing now, because Harden at the free throw line in the playoffs is you know pretty much automatic. Yeah, he's. I think Ben Simmons is gone because I, I don't expect him to win the championship. Yeah, okay. I think so too. Well, let's go ahead and move on to the next series. It's going to be a little bit shorter. It's it's going to be bad because like. We're going to be talking more about something involving, like, after the series is over than the actual series. It's the Suns versus Nuggets. Last time we left off, the Nuggets were just getting embarrassed by the Suns in two games. They were up 2 nothing. I mean, yeah, that continued. They went up 2 nothing again, and they swept the Nuggets. And we talked about this. I said this to you, Todd. I said, the Nuggets don't look like they have a pulse. I literally, yeah. those are my exact words. They did not look like they had any fight. They didn't look like they wanted to be there. The Suns just were destroying them. Aiton was working Jokic. Like, Jokic did not look good. Like, he might have been putting up stats, but I wouldn't say that Jokic looked good. And they absolutely destroyed the Nuggets. The Suns just ran literally the Nuggets out of the water, even in the elevation of Colorado. I was just yeah. in Colorado. I don't know how you can go there and not be super tired if you're not 
consistently playing there because I went on a hike and I was dying. So you had to think of Chris Paul like in his like 16th year or whatever <laughs> he's in to go and score 37 and that clincher is is incredible to think about. Yeah. So do you have any you have any thoughts from that series? Honestly, I have like none. Okay, like, me neither. I yeah, just think the Suns look so good. Like let's just let's just give credit where it's due. Like the Nuggets. It's just kind of like a continuation of what we thought after Game Two. It's just it. I was kind of surprised that the Nuggets didn't win one game. Like it, 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 all of the games just seemed to kind of go towards the Suns' favor. As just all, it was just carrying momentum. Because even uh, Game Three, when they won by what like fourteen points. Yeah. I mean, I didn't I didn't expect a sweep. But they, they convincingly won every single game. So there's not even, like, anything I can say that would change anything. Like, Michael Porter Jr. didn't have a great series. But, like, the Suns' defense is legit, man. It is. They're a good team. Like, their offense is legit, too. And I think that I think that we just need to give credit where it's due. The Suns just need to – I mean, as I said, there's more news that broke afterwards. And I think we're going to talk a little bit more about that than the actual series. And that's the Chris Paul COVID. Like, how unlucky is Chris Paul, man? Like, you have your best chance at a championship right now, and then you're going to get COVID after you already had the vaccine? Yeah, someone's, yeah. Because it, it, it means, it doesn't mean that he hasn't had it, right? It just means, like, he hasn't had the vaccine, right? Jalen Jalen Rose said, is that Jalen Rose who said it? He said that he ha- he has had it. He got the vaccine? Yeah, he got the vaccine, yeah. Did they confirm that? Uh, I don't it, think anything could be confirmed unless he came out and said it. Yeah. But apparently he did get vaccinated, and he's also ahead of the like players association, and he the players association has encouraged everyone to take the vaccine. So I would be like a hypocrite to like not. I do assume it. he has it, and so there's like a five percent chance that you would yeah. get it if you have had, have gotten the vaccine, and this dude happened to get the. I know. I thought COVID. Said, well, he, I don't know if he has COVID. It, he's in the protocol. He's just in the protocol. Um, but it's because I think is. Because he's hugging fans at the end of the game four, right? Yeah, but, I mean, that's 10 to 14 days. Like, they better hope that this Jazz Clipper series goes seven. Because if not, then they're going to be without Chris Paul. I don't think they win without Chris Paul. And, I mean, we're going to get into that other series in a second. But Chris Paul is just so unlucky. I don't know. I don't know how. Because at the end of the day, you're playing a, if Chris Paul's not there, you're playing a 10 seed Suns Sun yeah. team, right? You're playing the team that was there last year. Exactly. Which is, a, like, you know, can win any given night because you have Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton. But it's not as good as with the Jazz but, or with the, even the – I mean, the Clippers don't have Kawhi. Like, yeah. if they were to move on, then – and we'll get to that, but – We're talking about the conference finals here, though, right? Yeah. Like uh, – that even But even if it goes to seven games, like, what does that even mean for his time frame? Like, it starts Tuesday? Like, when is that over? Well, I guess it depends also on the Eastern Conference, right? Because they would want it to start somewhat similar times. Yeah. I guess we'll have to see. But I, I think he's going to miss one or two games regardless. Right? Man, that's just bad. Yeah. You can't start 0-2 uh, in, in the Western Conference Finals. Okay, we're going we're gonna to gloss over that just because the series was just over so quick. Yeah, and it kind of really doesn't matter until we kind of see like what yeah. happens with, the next, with these next series. Exactly. Because, like... That's gonna really determine. We'll determine like in our predictions. Yeah, but. look for look more for details on that on our preview for the Western Conference episode coming up soon. But we can't control what's gonna happen until we get clarity on when the scheduling happens. But let's go ahead and talk about the last series we haven't talked about. That's the Clippers versus Jazz. And this, dude, all of these series have confused me. And yeah, this one for sure. This one has really confused me even more after Game Five. So I'm curious to hear your thoughts, Todd. Uh, yeah, I, I was definitely the most confused of this series versus any of the others. Uh, it's just been the, just been bizarre. I mean, 
even like Kawhi possibly tearing his. I mean, they didn't, they didn't really like officially confirm it, right? The he, ACL. He's been. It's been a knee sprain, is what they're calling. He's definitely but, not coming back to the series. Well, I don't think he tore his ACL because if he did, they would have already said it. I think so too. Because there's just no way you can keep that. It's a knee sprain, and. But either tough. way, um, I don't know. I, even the game last night, I was really surprised that the Jazz didn't win that. It's like they kind of realized. I think, I, I think they realized too late that they were like. Because you saw, like, I think, like, seven minutes around that time, like, they started really, like, pushing their tempo. And I think they kind of just waited too long. I think if they wouldn't have kept that in the same intensity the whole second half, it would have been a different story. But if they were to lose this series minus Kawhi for those last two games, I think I'd be, like, pretty disappointed in the Jazz for uh, for this series. Because I kind of felt like if, if that's the case, like, I mean, obviously they're missing Conley, but without Kawhi, it's just, it, I mean, it's just a different team. But... Props to uh, Paul George because that guy's been dumped on by like everybody these last uh, these last few years. And I don't get why, but keep going. Yeah, I mean, same here because I think like I think he had like one bad series, and then he's just like it's been like play, the pandemic P or like playoff like playoff mocking play, mocking playoff P. Yeah, like negative playoff P. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, he was incredible yesterday. I mean, like thirty-seven points, and he's been great the whole series. He was good in the Mavs series. Yeah. So I don't think he's the player that people make him out to be. Yeah. But is that enough to, you know, go on the next round? I don't know. Dude, what, what are your thoughts? That, it's just it's just so unfair that people do say do say that about Paul George because people forget that like two seasons ago he was three seasons ago maybe when he played Oklahoma City he was literally the best two way player in the league like that season that one season specifically. Yeah. He shot really well. And he played the best defense. He was third in the Defensive Player of the Year ratings. Are you or, talking about the the Thunder year? Yeah, the OKC Thunder year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought he should have won Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, you said you mentioned that in one yeah. of our older episodes. But what I'm saying is, he was the best two way player that year. So why that bled into the play? He had a fantastic series. He just ran into Damian Lillard, who had a shot from half court against him. Take away that, and they're playing in the next round. You know, like he yeah. didn't he didn't play poorly that series. It's just it's just really unfortunate that people do trash on him because he's still a quality player. Is he? A superstar? No. But is he an all-star? Yeah, he's an all-star caliber player. Like, and he, I mean, it is what it is. But I don't, that's a, that's a, another episode that we can talk about later. But I want you to understand that bad games happen. And Paul George has had a couple of bad games, and that's okay. I mean, Donovan Mitchell had a bad game this, this game, in game five that we're talking about right now. I mean, are we destroying him and calling him playoff Don? No. So, I mean, like, you know, it's just unfair. I feel like sometimes we're a little bit hypocritical about things like that. But I want to say this. Marcus Morris came and put his big boy pants on in Game 5, knowing that Kawhi Leonard was not playing, and destroyed him. Game 3 and 4, I wasn't too concerned about. I thought that the Clippers had a chance to win Game 3 and 4. They're a really good team on the, at home, and the Jazz are better at home than they are on the road. But that take that aside, the, the Jazz won Game 1 and 2 without... Mike Conley, that's their second best player. Yeah. So, I mean, it was going to catch up to them eventually that he would make an impact. Like, you know, his loss would make an impact, right? And that happened in game three and four. That also happened in game five. But you got to think about this. Like, Kawhi Leonard didn't play in game five. So now, hey, like, these are these are a battle of this, your best player and, the super, and then they're your role players now. Donovan Mitchell versus Paul George versus role players on each side. Yeah. And honestly, the Clippers role players came to play Besides Bogdanovich for the Jazz, like, it was a really well-rounded effort, but no one really, like, 
stepped up over the top. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Don Mitchell's been playing amazing the whole series, and uh, he just had an off game. Yeah. Some yeah. of the shots he shot, I mean, like, those last, like, three minutes, some of the, he was just, like, chucking up threes and, and that were just, you know, like, a couple, of, a couple of those were, like, even air balls. Like, I'm not really sure what kind of, like, what's going on yeah, with, he's, with him last game. He's apparently hurt. He's, he's questionable going to game six. I know, I saw that. Do you think... Do you think he's? Do you think he hasn't been healthy? Because he got hurt game two. If you don't remember that, yeah. that's where he kind of yeah. retweaked that ankle. I do, and I thought actually, I thought he was going to miss the next game. So game three and four, he he still been, played. He still played. I, I didn't think he played a good game in game four, per se. But I mean, I still think. I mean, he had thirty-seven points, but I don't think he. He uh, shot very. Shot, poor, he shot very poorly. Yeah, he didn't shoot well at all. But if he's hurt though, they're not winning this game. I'm just being real, like. What's your uh, What's your prediction, dude? See, my prediction is hard to say because I don't know the health of Mike Conley. He's questionable. Let's say Conley doesn't play like he hasn't been. Then they're done. So you think if it's the way the roster is now, like Don Mitchell plays, it's the way the roster has been. You think they lose games? They lose. They They just. Okay, if Mike, if I need to see Don, I need to see Don, like. I'm st- I'm taking I'm taking the Jazz in seven if you're asking me right right now like I'm taking the Jazz in seven, but that's because I think that Donovan Mitchell will find a way to gut through it and not look ha- hampered in Game Six, and then I think Mike Conley plays. I think Conley plays six. He's like missed the whole series. Yeah, I think he plays. I think he plays. I, I mean, I haven't even seen. Is there anything that's like indicating that he would play? He warmed up. He warmed up last I didn't, night. I didn't even see that. But that doesn't mean he's going to play. And that doesn't mean he's going to be healthy. So if you're asking me right now, like, if we if we get this Donovan Mitchell and no Mike Conley, then I think the Jazz are done. But if we get this Donovan Mitchell or a little bit better than Donovan Mitchell, then the Donovan Mitchell we've seen in the last three games, and then we have Mike Conley, I think they would. What's crazy is that they looked so good those first two games. I was I was really surprised when the Clippers even the series back up. Yeah, I mean I think game, I think game six, I think game six the Jazz win, no matter what. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna change that. Do you think there's a possibility the Clippers winning in game seven in Utah? No, I don't. I mean obviously there's a chance without you think, Kawhi. You think, you think it's the same situation the Hawks are in? Like game six is must win, otherwise it's the series is over. I just think eventually the loss of your best player gets to you. That didn't show in Game Five. It's probably going to show in Game Six, and then think, it, will, def- it, it will definitely show in Game Seven. I think with that, I, I'm, a, I'm with you. I think like it's going to carry. In a, I think it'll show in Game Six, and yep. it'll carry momentum into Game Seven. The Jazz and Donovan win. Mitchell will find a way to not look hampered. Everyone knows he's hurt. They're going to find a way. Quinn Snyder is a really good coach. They're going to find a way to take pressure off him, and Mike Conley would do exactly that. That's and I I believe Mike Conley plays. So I'm taking taking the Jazz in Game Six. As I said, I think the Kawhi injury will get to them in Game Six. They played inspired basketball in Game Five, and they they were riding the hot hand of Paul George and Marcus Morris. And I think the I think the injury to Kawhi actually hurts them Game Six, and I think it hurts them Game Seven. Don is only going to get more healthy as the series goes on, and I think Mike Conley comes back. And but if Conley if Conley doesn't play, you think uh, you think Jazz lose? What, think, what percent would you put towards a team winning? I give it fifty five percent jazz winning because I do think Don will look better. But you think, yeah, because the I don't know if you saw the Vegas prediction is like minus one jazz. 
So they're, I think they think it's gonna be a really close. Yeah, game. that's exactly where I'd stand. I didn't see the Vegas predictions, but yeah. I think I think the Jazz will will win without because I think Donovan's gonna be healthier than he was last game. I think so too. They're Plus, gonna, he's been working on it. He'll be. He'll I think be he there. knows. Like you just have to like carry this team. I think the, the Jazz will be kicking themselves if they don't win the series because if Chris Paul happens to be out next, like for a good chunk of next series. If the Jazz can make it on and Chris and Mike Conley's healthy, I, I think they they would have a good shot at winning that series. I agree with you. I just can't see that the I can't see the Clippers winning four like they're basically sweeping the Jazz. They win four straight and then to win three of those two of those without uh, Kawhi, Kawhi just seems crazy to me. Yeah. And prayers up to Kawhi, man. He's such a good player and we, we take him for granted. Like I hope he I hope he gets better. I hope it's just a knee sprain, and it's like kind of the thing that happened to KD before he tore his Achilles. That he like got hurt, but then if he probably would have just sat out, it would have like he would have. The Clippers training out. staff is definitely a little bit more conservative than, than the Golden State training yeah. staff, and it's just disappointing. I think LeBron put it in a really good way. I agree with him. Like these injuries aren't just fluky. Like these injuries are wear and tear on your body. Like having not enough time off is really hurting them. Yeah, but did you see that thing? Uh, like the someone who works on NBA like put out a statement saying like there's been the same amount of injuries this year than there were like in past seasons. Yeah, I did see that, but the timing of the injuries is the importance of that because you know with so few games this season there was less load management. I don't know if you noticed that throughout the regular season. Like there's less unless you're the Clippers. Yeah, every other team had less load management, and it, like hate on load management as much as you want, but it, they do it for the protection of those players, and it is disappointing to see like. This isn't the best product that could be put out there, right? Like, it's disappointing to see. Maybe I'm just bitter because the Lakers lost. But I'm not just referring to the Lakers right now. Like, the the Brooklyn Nets. Like, that's terrible. Yeah, we could talk about something like another episode. Yeah. But I'm kind of thinking, like, they like the NBA should look at, like, instead of, like, having players do load management, they should, like, space out the season and, like, decrease, decre- like, decrease from, like, 82 games down to, like, 72. Or, yeah. like... Something where it spaces the season out, or the season's longer, and then there's less games. Especially so in a COVID-ridden like, season where there were some times where you had to remake some of these games. Yeah. And so, like, you might have got a couple of days off, but it makes it, like, tougher towards the end. And, you know, like... Because, like, fans don't want to see, like, load management either. Like, if you're, like, paying... Because that was the only thing I always loved about Kobe was that Kobe would, like, never miss a game. He would, like, play hurt. Yeah. Like, you go to a Clippers game, like, Kawhi not, might not be playing. Like, the, like, what if you're, like, traveling in to see that game? Like, you'd be so pissed off. Yeah. That was really scary during his final season because some people were scared that he wasn't going to play. And yeah. he always did because he's Kobe Bryant. Yeah. He's the GOAT. <laughs> not really. He's not, but... He's top three. I wish he was the GOAT. Uh, he's my favorite player of all time. So, he's the GOAT in my eyes, even though he's not probably actually the GOAT. But, yeah, we talked about a lot today. Curious to see. Uh, we'll have a recap episode uh, coming out again soon to see who wins each of these series. But I'm excited, man. I mean, I think we kind of consensus agree that most of these will go into Game Sevens, right? Yeah, we maybe got, that's we just got, our we, maybe that's just our heartstrings wanting this. We got one Game Seven, and if the way you're thinking of the Sixers win, I mean, that's going to force a Game Seven. Yeah. So see, three, I, se- there's potential for all three series. We, we're predicting all three series. So out of the three series are left. Two of us are, pre- are we're each predicting two games. Se- well, one's already Game Seven, but we're also predicting another Game Seven, just a different series. I think six Hawks and six, but then I also think just because I I thought Sixers originally, but I think Hawks and six just because of that game. But I think Jazz and seven. Gotcha. Okay, I'm predicting every every game everyone to go to game seven. 
Yeah. The home teams to win all games, all of those games. It seven. could. It would make up for having like the Suns got four games. I mean, that was a great four games, but it's so it's like, either I hate, watching, no I hate watching sweeps. There's no in between. It's just four or seven. Yeah, yeah. I, I expect two games a night in each of these in each of these series, and yeah. it's ruining my entertainment. But I'm going game sevens. Home teams to win them all. So I'm picking the Nets and seven. What's the other series, Tom? Hawks and Sixers. Sixers and seven, and Utah and seven. Same thing, but Hawks and six. Okay. And then if it goes to seven, Sixers and seven, we'll see. We'll see who wins this. this. The home team is gonna. That's why I'm. I still. I still think Bucks, but I think the home team will probably win the probably all three of the games. You just want the Bucks to win because you yeah. you picked them from the beginning. And sense. I don't want the Nets to move on. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Um, but yeah, we will definitely have a recap uh, Monday because all the game sevens, the Hawks, Sixers, and Clippers, Jazz. If there's if it goes to a game seven, will be Sunday, for sure. Well. I want to thank you again for all the support on this podcast. Um, we're loving the traction we're gaining, and we, we just love the support. Be looking out for more content. We have more episodes coming up, and as we discussed even on this episode, we got a lot of things that we want to talk about in the future, such as seasons and shortening seasons or lengthening seasons, shortening like less games back-to-back, things like that. And also, you know, we talked about the player comparisons, Trey Young over Luka Doncic. Those are things that we will cover in future episodes, so we're excited to bring that content to you. And, and uh, we also got a, a pretty uh, intense offseason coming up if, it, if this last week was any indication. I've, yeah. never, I've never seen more coaches part ways in one week of the NBA in my life. Yeah, and GMs. There's, yeah. there's a crappy team in Dallas that's looking for a new GM as well as a new coach. Uh, I wouldn't want to coach the Mavs either, so that's pretty, that's pretty uh, smart of him to, to just step away. Sorry, Todd. <laughs> just, I, no, I just, just nothing to say. Honestly, I think it's a good. We can, yeah, we can talk about another, when we talk about all the all the moves. But I think it's a good thing for the Mavs. I think they, it's time to make that change for sure. I mean, Donnie Nelson was like the GM in quotes, like for 15 years. Carl was a coach for 13 years. And if you're not winning series, like there's no reason to keep. Yeah, it's the same thing in college, like college sports. You know, pretty sure. Other than that championship series, like Rick Carlisle won like maybe one playoff series. They haven't won one since. Yeah, I know, but I think before that, oh, before that, level, yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't yeah. matter. We can talk more about this in the. The same thing in college, college sports. Like if your team, if your team isn't winning, there's no reason to keep a coach. Like you know, in college sports, they fire you if, uh, in, even in college, they fire you if you're not moving on. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but cool off season coming up, as he said, and we're gonna be discussing other things. You got anything to add, Todd? Nope. I'm excited for these uh, potential game sevens. Yes, sir. All right. Until next time. <laughs>